1: Good morning, and welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Bridget Murphy. Marie Jokum is taking a well-deserved day off today, and I am delighted to be here with Noreen Russo, who has been on the show many times before. She's wearing two hats today. She's <laughs> a guest and co-host. Um, but before we get started, um, Marie usually handles all our logistics. I'm going to get them off, uh, get them taken care of at the top of the show. Uh, Thank you for joining us, first of all, and a blessed and joyous and happy Easter from all of us at Catholic Charities to all of you. Thank you for joining us on Tuesday mornings um, for The Voice of Charity. You can listen to us on WNDZ 750 AM at YouTube Catholic Chicago and at Facebook Catholic Chicago. And we hope you'll join us um, on one of those platforms Um, The Junior Board, which Noreen is here to talk about, is a dynamic group of young professionals who are making a positive difference at Catholic Charities and in their communities. These young people volunteer, raise resources, join in spiritual conversations, and one of the projects that they have been working on in recent months is a racial equity book club. And junior board member Gracie Rubius is also on the show today to tell us all about it. Welcome, Noreen and Gracie. Thanks, Bridget.
2: Hello, hello. So
1: grateful to be here. Well, we're so happy to have you. Um, Gracie, we're going to start with Noreen, but then the rest of the show is all you, so <laughs> get ready. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. Okay. Um, Noreen, first, give us an update on the junior board and what projects and events have been going on.
3: Um, Well, thanks for having us, uh, Bridget. Um, The junior board uh, has continued a lot of uh, the good hands-on work that we do for Catholic charities, like packing uh, food at our senior warehouse, as well as helping with hot meals to go for our homeless and near-homeless. But because um, of the pandemic, we haven't been able to do as much in-person um, service work. So we've provided gift cards, sacks, handwritten cards to the refugee program, and Christmas and Easter dinner to the House of the Good Shepherd. Um, these are all programs that we were involved in heav- heavily before the pandemic, and we wanted to continue throughout the pandemic. Um, and we've just been thinking of innovative ways to get involved as well as, um, as things get, hopefully, back to normal and people yep. are getting vaccinated. Um, going back and seeing our regular clients and working with them hands on.
1: Yeah. And with everything um, that we try to do at Catholic Charities, I, I I like how you it's meeting the practical need and the spiritual need. Right. We all need companionship and hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so the notes and cards are not a small thing, mm-hmm. whether it's to seniors or to refugees trying to I mean, being new yeah. to the country. Possibly not speaking the language, and there's a global pandemic. I can't, I mean, it's, you can't even fathom how folks are navigating it. Exactly,
3: Bridget. And we thought, like, you know, we're lonely staying at home. Like, can you imagine coming to a new country, being alone, and being told you can't leave your house? So, yeah, we...
1: And I think this is, tell people how many members the junior board has, because
3: it's quite a collection. <laughs> it's shocking. Um, we have 500 people who are part of our list, um, but probably like 100 active members of the junior board who are fully engaged and participate in activities. And
1: Fantastic. And one of those activities, I'm so excited to talk about this, because I think we're all trying to do a little work in this area. Um But before we talk about the book club, the junior board hosted a really interesting panel discussion back in October Mm -hmm. related to race and social justice. Can you share a little bit about that?
3: Sure. So although we were able to continue the good work and do lots of new innovative things, we really felt the need to engage people in a deeper understanding of racial inequality during, you know, uh, this past year, there's yep. been a lot of things that have come up that um, have caused us to actually think about um, some things that maybe we haven't before. So we decided we wanted to do a faith in action panel and we invited Rabbi Craig Martins and Father Wayne Watts and Dr. Nicholas Pierce and Dr. Shanila, who is a Muslim leader. And we wanted them to have a conversation that... Um, really helped us confront injustices in communities or in our community and give us like a little bit more of an education on what we can do. But it was it was awesome. It was eye opening, but we didn't want it to stop there. So we've tried to engage in other ways and continue conversations about uh, racial inequality.
1: Got it. And folks can actually watch that panel. We have um, have a recording of it on our website at catholiccharities.net, uh, I think in the upper right-hand corner, if you care to check it out. It was really, really interesting. I think there's so much to—I um, mean, unpack is, is used all too often, but— um, You know, there's so much about racial inequality that's embedded in our in our systems, and while we may not have had an active role Mm -hmm. in creating those systems, we we benefit from them. We we need to do more to challenge them, and um, I I found it just a really great jumping off point. and this must have led to the book club, but before, I don't want to start that conversation when we need to go to a break, so we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will chat with Gracie Coverubius about the Racial Equity Book Club.
2: adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312 937 3375. That's 312 937
4: 3375. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID 19 vaccination, and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated and remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all.
1: Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Bridget Murphy and we are here this morning talking with Noreen Russo, Associate Director, Mission Engagement for Catholic Charities, and Gracie Covarrubias, who is part of our, not part, uh, a part of the engine of our junior board here at Catholic Charities. And we're discussing their Racial Equity Book Club, which is such a terrific idea. Gracie, tell us how this came to be. Yeah, absolutely.
5: So I think most importantly, we really wanted to provide a forum for people to kind of come together and talk about everything that's going on in society. I think when the pandemic hit, we as a junior board knew that what we were going to have to offer to our members was going to have to pivot and evolve and change as we were all struggling to adapt. And I think being in a pandemic, one, we've seen everything happen at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. We've seen all the things unfold with George Floyd, and racial inequity has really come to the center of so many conversations for us, those at, at home and in workplace settings. And we knew that our, if our junior members, if our junior board members were also feeling these things, we should probably create a space for them to unpack those conversations and to see if we can have those conversations through a faith-based lens. In, in small group communities. And so we really wanted to be part of that conversation and create a space for our folks on the junior board to, to engage with that.
1: I'm just, I'm in awe. I think it's such a fantastic idea. Um, I know I've been doing a lot of reading, but it helps, it helps to discuss and to ask questions mm-hmm. and to say, did you feel this? Did you feel that? Um, tell us about the book that you're reading now. Yeah, so
5: we're reading Tattoos on the Heart, by Father Greg Boyle, and if you have yet to Google Father Greg Boyle, this is your invitation to do so. He's perhaps (laughs) one of the most incredible Jesuit priests out there, Uh, but he's worked and, and done a lot of restorative justice efforts in the L.A. area. For decades now. And his his biggest project is the Homeboy Industries, which is actually at the center of this book. And so Homeboy Industries is the largest gang intervention, rehabilitation, and reentry program in the world. So the book chronicles all the adventures and misadventures and life lessons that Father Greg learned as Homeboy Industries came to be, and as he learned to be in community with the folks in Boyle Heights, which is the the neighborhood in LA that he was stationed at.
1: Um, I have read that book, and I have heard Father Boyle speak, and I I second your endorsement. You know, go, <laughs> Google him, read about Homeboy Industries. He just. Um, You'll have to correct me if it's this book or um, another one, but he talks about radical hospitality and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, or no, sorry, radical kinship. Excuse me. Um, And and I find that so fascinating and, and so important as part of our call. Can can you and Noreen maybe talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. I think one of my favorite
5: things about this book is that the concept of human dignity is at the core of every single story. Um, and Father Greg kind of tells his story of the growing with the Boyle Heights community in the way that you would approach it as an outsider, which I think is really helpful for the reader. You're also uncovering all these layers about the neighborhood and its people as he's weaving through the stories. Um, And through each of those layers, you start to understand just how radical the idea of kinship and compassion is, especially in our society. I think when we're talking about racial inequity and we're talking about all the challenges that folks of different backgrounds and different ethnicities are all facing in the United States right now, the one thing that kind of gets pushed to the wayside is compassion. And compassion is like front and center in every single thing that Father Mm -hmm. Greg talks about. And it's so beautiful because it's so fundamental. We think compassion, it's so simple. But when you're looking at someone who's different from you, when you're looking at someone who's coming from a different background, who has access to different resources, who could be the complete opposite of the way that you were raised, compassion is the tricky thing. And, and Father Greg makes it less tricky. He makes it more essential to every conversation and every interaction that you have with people. And I think that's what's so beautiful is you see that woven all throughout the text.
3: Yeah. Um- Noreen's nodding her head vigorously. Well, I'm, I'm looking at my notes from um Book Club and I have like on page forty six, compassion is God. <laughs> and I think what Gracie is saying is throughout the book, compassion, compassion, compassion. And he just says it so directly there, compassion is God. Right.
1: Um and in a world that's so divided, right? We've we've all lived through such political division. Um uh, all kinds of sort of, you know, we talk about the COVID bubble, but we all can sort of live in our own little bubbles of belief. And and I think the idea that it's it's easy for me to love Noreen; she's my colleague, we share a world view, um, we're friends. Um, I'm sure I'd feel similar similarly about you, Gracie. It's it's. <laughs> It's the loving our our the people we don't know or the mm-hmm. people we don't mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. or the people, um, you know, our loving enemies. our enemy. Right. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. the hard part. Um, loving loving your friends and family is is sometimes a lot less difficult. And we give ourselves credit for that <laughs> when when, in fact, it's it's what we owe to the stranger and the work we put in to understand mm-hmm. other people, that's really, really the challenge and the call. So we are going to take another quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we come back, we will talk more with Gracie Rubius and Noreen Russo.
2: Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame, is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, Trusted Research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net.
0: We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Cupich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. The effort to get vaccinated, why the church is helping to spread the word. We'll go inside the classroom as a national study shows how Chicago's Catholic schools are keeping students on track during the pandemic. And too many people are going hungry. We'll visit a food pantry where Catholics are working to meet that need. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable Channel 25 and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network Channel 100.
1: Welcome back to The Voice of Charity on this gorgeous Tuesday morning. We are talking with Noreen Russo, Associate Director of Mission Engagement at Catholic Charities, and Gracie Kovarubias, who um, initiated and leads, I think that's fair to say, a racial <laughs> equity book group with our junior board. Um, and Gracie, you mentioned the the Catholic lens that you're discussing these issues in this And these books with. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what kinds of discussions you've had related to Catholicism and these issues.
5: Absolutely. So I think the concept of human dignity and compassion is all really closely tied to Catholicism. And being a junior board book club, it's kind of hard to escape it, and I I wouldn't want to. I think it's a great opportunity to bring folks inward and talk about what faith in action looks like, and how you can do that in tandem with your efforts to live in a more just society and and to be a person that's supporting social change. So it definitely gets woven into a lot of the conversations that we're having. I think the most prominent example and one of my favorites is that Father Greg is is often quoted in this book for, for one of his famous lines of they're, rip, they're ripping the roof off the place and those outside are being let in and he's making a reference to ripping the roof off of a church um, and really allowing faith and the community that is associated with faith to be welcoming to all. Um, And that's one of my favorite things. It's truly been incredible to discuss with folks how we can rip the roof off of our churches and be more welcoming and be more engaged in compassion and challenge each other to to think about human dignity in every single interaction that we have. Noreen was sharing earlier that it's it's tough to, to love the people that you don't know and to love the people that have completely different backgrounds. And I think we're in a society where that's our, our nature, that's our default, and what Father Greg encourages us to do is to fight against that and to rip the roof off the place and and really call people inward and show them what our faith in action looks like and how that is rooted in that idea of boundless and, and radical kinship.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, of faith in action, this is a question for both of you. We'll start with Gracie, and then, Noreen, you could go... <clears throat> Has there been a particular conversation or moment that you can recall, either in reading the book or in the discussion, that that was kind of um, an aha moment in terms of understanding racial inequity um, and or the work that those of us who um, maybe because we're white, um, the the privilege we experience or the the let's say lack of some difficulties right I think part of the challenge with this conversation is everyone feels that they work hard and and they've done the right things and so when you when you call out something like white privilege it's like listen I have worked hard for my life and and I've I've done right by people and you know you calling this privilege isn't isn't helpful for the conversation um is there something you've talked about that, that sort of maybe helped drive home what we're trying to get at there?
5: Yeah, I think there's so much in the text that that set, that set us up to have a conversation really around what, what you're sharing. And I think it's tough to be called out. I think we're all in a position right now where we are checking our biases and we're examining kind of all of our thoughts Trying to figure out, okay, where can we be better? Where can we be improved? Or where can we improve? And I think this book discussion has really helped us in so many ways. To be completely honest, Father Greg talks a lot about the biases that he had going into this community. I mean, he is a white man, um, has, has the privileges that have been afforded to him as a Jesuit priest. And he was coming into this community with probably just as many biases as we would if we were stepping into it. And to give folks a little bit more context, so the community that he's that he's working with is completely ridden by gang violence, and and every single death, and and every single bad thing tends to be tied to all these problems associated with gang violence. And so as Father Greg is kind of going through and talking to us about what he's learning. He's unpacking his own biases. And I think what we found as we were discussing the book amongst ourselves is that we were having a lot of the same biases that he was. The beautiful thing was that he was checking himself on every single bias. And he was saying, I made this unfair judgment or I made this decision based on what I thought I knew about this community without actually asking them and really letting them explain to me how they got to where they are. And I think that's what really allowed him to see the inequity and to understand that so much of it is systemic. Um, there's a really beautiful story in the book. That's about this young woman who is at a funeral and she sees an older woman and, and thinks to herself like, wow, I'm never going to get to be that age. And father oh. Greg takes in and he's like, well, why wouldn't you get to be that age? And she's a young woman. She, she can't be over 20. And she says, well, I just never imagined myself getting old because those are the circumstances that I've been raised in. And so he tells stories like that that really just help you put things into perspective. Um, and you can understand how someone can be in completely different circumstances and it not be at any fault of their own and it be completely systemic. And I think that, that shine that's shown a lot of light for us as we were having those conversations, and it was really beautiful to do that
1: collectively. Yeah,
3: how about you, Noreen? Yeah, I mean, I think as um, a white woman reading the book, um, I've realized a lot, but I think that doing this work and, you know, having a book club, and this is all great things, and I think, like, I mean, uh, Gracie was saying about um the conversations that we have i think those are where we can learn even more cuz we can read the book and it's great but right. like to be able to have these discussions like the woman talking about her age a lot of us were like oh my gosh we've always just Assumed. thought we're going li- to yeah. yeah assume that we're living till like 85 if not more yeah. nowadays yeah. um and to unpack that and talk about it as a group really um is eye-opening and important
1: got it I wish we had more time I wish we could do a part two um, thank you for doing this book club you know I, I assume it's going to continue so we'll have you back on um, maybe in a few months to find out about the next book you're talking about and these issues but I really think um, it's such an example for all of us and we really thank you for sharing um, the idea and the exploration and um, I wanted to have you recommend books, but we're out of time. So, you know what? Everyone can Google racial justice, social justice. Um, Lent would have been a great time to do it, but it's a—it's the time is now. We all have some work to do. So, um, you know, go to Amazon, go to your favorite local bookstore and see what's out there. Uh, Gracie Rubius, thank you for joining us. Noreen Russo, thank you. And for all the work you and the junior board are doing. This is Bridget Murphy for the Voice of Charity signing off. We hope you have a happy and healthy week and a blessed Easter weekend. Thanks, Thanks, everyone.
3: Thank you, Gracie.
2: Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye, Gracie.